Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. And I got to sit down with my beautiful, dear friend. We've been friends for over 20 years now, Ali Ochin, who was last year's bachelorette. She has put herself out there constantly growing in the public arena and actually admits on this interview how she really saw reality TV and the opportunities that were given to her as a platform for personal development and personal growth. Ali has launched her wellness business, Ali Wellness, and is running day retreats. She's been running them in Melbourne and in the new year will be running them around Australia and internationally. And I just loved sharing this conversation with her. You will find her so down to earth. She has lots of advice and she literally has relaunched her life in the last two years, quitting her corporate job, finding the man of her dreams. So there was no better person than to interview for this week than my dear friend, Ali Ochen. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, Tune in to Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I'm so excited to be sitting down here with one of my beautiful friends, Ali. We've been friends for a really long time, so this is kind of fun that we can finally have this conversation. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling really good, uh, Juliet, and really excited to be going in yoga with you. <laughs> I know. We both tried to tee up a time for a yoga class, and the only one that's available is a hot yoga class, which we're both not fans of, but yeah, we thought we'll put ourselves out of our comfort zone. Exactly. We may end up liking it. It may be something new for us. Exactly. So there you go. And I was thinking about it, and I think we've known each other for... 21 or 22 years <laughs> yeah that's scary that's so scary and i just think back to you know our maths class and us going crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> singing songs <laughs> we were very immature back then as i'm sure a lot of people were but i think that's one of the things that i love about you is you have just always been like unapologetically you you know yeah. you you've just always been like a little bit crazy, wear your heart on your sleeve, yeah. you know, um, and, and just really living an authentic life. And mm. so that's why I'm so excited to have this chat with you on oh, this podcast because you. you relaunched your life, really. Yeah, I totally did. Um, I Yeah, I look back now and I can't believe I had a, a nine-to-five job. Um, it's, yeah, it's amazing, you know, where I wanted to see myself and I've actually done it. Um, and... Like I looked at you, I'm like, oh, how does she do it? Like, it'd be so stressful not having that consistent income and something to rely on. But um, look back and look, looking back on it now, I've realized it's <clears throat> where you put your heart, where you put your passion, um, things, things are going to happen. Money just comes with, with that. It does. And yeah. you have so much more time for the things that really matter for you. Yeah, exactly. You're not wasting time in meetings and, you know, driving in and out to an office yeah. place and things like that. So maybe if we just rewind two years ago, where were you at in your life compared to where you're at today? <clears throat> two years ago, I was um, working for a radio station. Um, I was an account director there and um, it was really fun. And 
I liked how I was surrounded by people and that was sort of the one thing that I really liked about it. I was in that, that position where I could build relationships and um, the radio world is fun. Um, but, you know, I had this passion that I'd had since I was four, doing athletics and dance and um, that healthy lifestyle and being active and um, always in the gym and always sport, sport, sport and um, cooking as well and doing the healthy recipes that I did. I had this book that I'd been writing for probably about five years that I was always so scared to write. And I always remember having conversations with you when we go for beach walks or something like that. And you're like, just release it, just do it. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I'm scared. What if this happens? What if that happens? And, and it was just that fear that was holding me back for years. For years. But it was actually perfect <clears throat> that you did hold it back because then yeah. when you did release your ebook, it was after the the capacity for you to reach such a wider audience after being on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Exactly. And so actually it was perfect. So maybe that fear, what, how much do you think that the fears and the things that hold us back are actually because it's not time yet and it's not ready? Yeah, exactly. It was perhaps the universe saying, no, it's not time for you. But yeah, when it was, it was um, the 1st of January and um, I was with Tate then and yeah, released it and um, it was the best thing. Ah, when I released it, I'm like, Sort of thinking to myself why didn't I do this sooner yeah um, and two years ago obviously you were also engaged you were in a relationship mm. and, and perhaps it needed to be now in this real supportive relationship that you have where it just didn't, didn't feel right yeah, yeah. Me, yeah me pushing that healthy lifestyle because I think perhaps subconsciously in myself you know I wasn't totally happy and healthy and I couldn't fully inspire and um, yeah share that with everyone mm. so yeah, well, it's, meant to be. it's been amazing to sort of observe just the growth and how much you put yourself out there, not only in just who you are, but on national television <laughs> as well. And so obviously I want to talk about, you know, it's strange. I still remember watching the first time you were on The Bachelor, like yeah. what, a long time ago, eight, yeah. nine years ago or something. <laughs> and it just being the most surreal thing, seeing you know, a friend that you've had for such a long time on mm. this TV show, bearing her heart on TV mm. and then doing it again on mm. The Bachelorette last year. Mm. And it's so brave. Mm. And I really want to honor you for that, for stepping out into the public arena mm. and having to make life decisions with millions of people watching you. Mm. How did you handle that pressure? I think for those two challenges that I had, I did them because I knew it was going to bring me immense growth. And I saw that from the first bachelor, I grew immensely and that's addictive mm. when you feel like you've worked on yourself and you've bettered yourself, um, through an experience that you can have. So yeah, doing the bachelorette, I'm like, I'm not only going to um, work on myself and become so much stronger mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, um, but also get the chance to meet my potential, you know, um, love, which I have. <laughs> yeah, and I think I remember you saying a few months before you went to start filming for The Bachelorette, and you said, look, I just don't know how else I'm going to find my my guy, my yeah. man. And you just had this real conviction of knowing, like, 
this yes. is going to be the, the perfect place. Mm-hmm. And and watching you and Tate fall in love on <laughs> national TV, honestly, it was like, I actually thought, oh, she's found her pool. That's that's what oh, I thought when I was watching that's it. That's adorable. Yeah, because yeah. I saw in you guys a lot of similarities of just that knowing yeah. that, that we, that Paul and I had. And mm. so it was really special to kind of see that. Um, was it hard to, to go along the journey when, when you kind of had that knowing and that deep connection? Cause you had to kind of still play the, the role. Yeah, it, it was. And, um, actually watching the bachelorette final last night with Angie, I was thinking like remembering like, oh, I just, yeah, I didn't want to be with anyone else, you know, mm-hmm. and it was so lovely. It's so lovely having that footage for ourselves and to be able to show our children and, um, yeah, being in that experience with him, that's what we have together. But we also, we watch those shows and we pinch ourselves. We're like, we can't believe that we met each other on that. Um, <laughs> so funny. But, but it's so nice, like mm-hmm. cherished memories that we'll always have and, yeah, it's special. Mm. And so, you know, a year on, the realities of having a normal relationship, mm. you know, it's not all televised and publicised. Like, what are some of the things that you've really put into practice in your relationship to strengthen your bond and keep things going well? Uh, well, communication. Mm. We are extremely good at communicating. We're both very upfront and open, which is extremely important. Uh, that's definitely helped. You know, sometimes you don't want to hear what they have to say, mm. but it's really important to be able to take that on and then move on to the next stage. Yeah. Um, communication, trust in each other, respect in each other, and just deep love that we have for each other. That's always there. And you seem to have a lot of fun as well. Um, yeah, yes. Laughing every day. Oh, gosh, he makes me laugh so much. Aww. Yeah. And so now in your in your business, you've launched Ali's well, Ali Wellness mm-hmm. and you've got your retreats that you've been running that have mm-hmm. been really successful. And I know you've got more dates scheduled for 2020. Mm-hmm. How How is that now? Now that you're running these retreats and this is something that you just dreamed of years ago. Yeah. Now that you're doing it, describe that. It feels surreal. And even when I'm saying, yes, I'm, do- I'm doing up my itinerary for 2020, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I've just sort of rolled with it because I was doing it on social media and influencing a healthy lifestyle and I just wanted to meet everyone face to face so I can um, yeah, have a day where I, I show what... I think a healthy lifestyle is so the yoga meditation um being surrounded by nature being active for um an hour every day um journaling did I say meditation yeah yeah um and giving those people that opportunity to really get to know you because mm-hmm. I think you know during the whole online even bachelorette there's definitely a lot of judgmental people mm-hmm. out there that I think you know under uh, what's the word like just judge at a very surface level mm. and and what I really admire about you is that you just kind of it was like water off a duck's back for all what it seemed from yeah. the outside yeah. and that you you just you know stayed true to who you are and sometimes mm. I would even see on social media people would make you know a rude comment and you would write back thanks lovely yeah oh <laughs> you, know? um, so you have you to handle that yeah um it's so funny like I think about that because yeah, it was so hard and it wasn't water off 
what's the saying? I'm so bad with saying. But it it wasn't like that. It was definitely, oh, everything hurts. But I always try and put things in perspective. Yeah. And always try and um, put myself in other people's shoes. So if they're being nasty, why? Because they're probably not happy with their life. And that all comes down to, I think, my mum. Because she is just so caring. She's so um, loving that I think if you always come from a place of love, your place, your your home, your place, wherever you are, is going to be positive and and happy. Not saying that every day is, is happy, and it definitely wasn't like going through mm. um, a lot of social media um, negative um, backlash and everything like that. But I just had to be strong and know who I was, and I had my friends and family around me, and um, yeah, you can always. And I always knew it was just going to be for a time. And then, you know, there was going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, what advice would you give to that Ali that was kind of going through even, you know, from what it sounds like, it's almost like your form of personal development has been reality TV. Mm. Like, you've used reality TV as personal development Mm -hmm. courses. (laughs) And I I think that's actually really intelligent. I don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people do it for all sorts, you know, maybe to get a bigger social media following. But I think Mm. the fact that you used it with that intention, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to grow as much as I can and have the opportunity to meet someone amazing. Yes. Um, Like, what advice would you give not only to the alley going into bachelorette last year but also to the the very first bachelor that you were on like 10 nearly 10 years ago what advice would you give well it's hard because those lessons that I learned on the bachelor and bachelorette I would have only learned you know being on those shows so I wouldn't change anything but perhaps advice that I would give to very young Ali would be just take it slower right you've got no reason to rush love you've got no reason to rush the experience, um, and in the Bachelorette, oh, I was so aware to be present. I think I told myself that like twenty times every day, mm-hmm. um, and plus it was so much easier without a phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my advice to Bachelorette Ali would be: oh, take it even slower. Yeah. Mm. And so you, the whole time that you're in filming, there's no phones. That was one of the big perks because you could just really focus on yourself. So a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, they're wanting to make decisions and make changes and maybe they're having trouble making decisions for themselves. Mm. They don't have millions of people watching their decisions. Sometimes it feels like they do, but what advice can you give about how to really make decisions that that are right for you and true for you? I think you have to listen to your your gut. Your intuition is so strong. And yeah, if you meditate and journal and really take time to listen to your heart and your intuition, then I think you'll make the right decision. Because a lot of people try to dissuade you, like stop you from going on Oh yeah. Oh, especially even paradise. Yes, all of those. My mum and my dad—they're like, no, please don't, please (laughs) don't. Like in all seriousness, they were begging me not to do it. Why? Because they didn't want me to be hurt again. Yeah. 
or for the second time, they didn't want me to go through that because they thought it'd be easier not to. But I knew for myself it was going to be so hard. But coming out once I'd done it, I would have grown. Yeah. And I really respect that about you. It's like you receive these opportunities that for a lot of people, they might step backwards into comfort mm. or safety mm. and, and you rise into growth and discomfort and, yes. and take them in whatever form. And I, I think that is, it's really cool. And I think you did incredible. And obviously now your life has changed and I know that you yeah. created it. So <laughs> I'm not plugging here, but I know you read my book yeah. about 18 months ago, two years ago. Yes. And I remember you writing. I that, loved it. Yeah. You yeah. wrote about the fact that writing your eulogy was mm. a really big realization for you. Why do you think that was such a profound practice for you to do? Um, I think because if you can manifest what you what you want in your life, if you can envision it, if you can feel it, if but see the little details in it, mm. see how it's going to transpire, then it's achievable, and it's what you're aspiring for in life. It's what your purpose is because if you don't have that purpose, if you don't have that passion for what you're striving for, then it'll never become a reality. Mm. So you weren't born to just work at a radio station? No. No. (laughs) Yeah. But how cool is that? That perhaps it opened up connections and pathways as Mm. well, right? So it's, um, it's, it's really cool. And so what, what's next for you? Like what's in the future? What are your hopes and dreams and plans for the future? Mm. (laughs) Um, my hopes and dreams are to continue on with these retreats, Mm. um, Doing the one-day retreats, I really like that. But then perhaps doing them overseas in Bali and even in South Africa. uh, Just spreading the word about what I think a healthy lifestyle is. And um, helping others see their potential. And is that because there's a lot of people that love The Bachelorette as well in South Africa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think I saw some comments from people saying, we've just, come here. just aired, come here. Yeah, How come that? to our safari camp. I'm now like, you've cool. Got, now you've got fans all around the world as well. Yeah. So it's, it's beautiful. It's humbling. And yeah, I'd love to meet everyone. Mm. And, and it's almost like touching everyone, you know, making them see they've got their own inner strength. Yeah. Because everyone does... Yeah, so just want to spread that and make the world a better place. Oh, that's so cheesy, but so that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I think you're within your rights to say that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what what has been one of the kind of biggest challenges for you in the last few years? Then the biggest challenge has probably been uh, my anxiety, mm-hmm. and also living away from uh, my parents and sort of close family. Yeah, because I'm so close to my family, but living far away, it's just, ugh, sometimes you just feel like something's missing. Yeah, because that was one of the things I know when you were on the Bachelorette, that you wanted to live in Adelaide and you wanted whoever you were with to move to Adelaide. And then now you've moved to Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hang on, that wasn't in the plan. But maybe it is part of the bigger plan, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, well, work opportunities were there for me yeah. and uh, Tate wanted to go back to work as well. So that just happened to be um, best for both of us. <laughs> he was definitely open to moving to Adelaide. Um, but now I think we're moving to a smaller sort of country town, which will suit us both nice. a lot. And we both want kids and a family. So um, that'll be on the cards for the next couple of years. Mm. 
And then you talked about your anxiety being a, a challenge for you. Mm. And so how do you manage that and what sort of things do you put in place to support yourself? Um, I'm very aware of it. Mm. Um, I, I don't fight it. Um, I, oh, I was on anti-anxiety tablets for a year and I would never, ever do that again. Yeah. Um, but I don't need to as well. Like that was a really tough time in my life. And um, yeah, I would never recommend people to take them. I think yoga, meditation, being true to yourself and not ignoring the intuition because as women especially, you know what you're feeling. You know what the answer is. But it's whether you can act on that. Yeah. Mm. Listen to it. And listen to it, yeah. And why do you think that's so hard? Because it's scary. Mm. It's that fear factor. It's the unknown. But the unknown is so cool. Yeah. It's, mm. it's where all the magic and the growth and everything happens. Exactly. So, so that's cool. So um, what do you feel have been like for you, like what have been some of the biggest influences in your life? You obviously talked about your mom and her being so mm. kind, but what else has really influenced you to be the woman that you are today? Wow. That's such a good question. <laughs> um, oh, definitely seeing how you've created your life and you definitely relaunched your life um yeah seeing you develop into the person that you are today is so magical and amazing um books mm. absolutely I, I just read inspirational um biographies now what are you and reading at them. the moment or what's been one of the recent favorites that you've um read? at the moment i'm reading the 5am club oh yeah yeah are you doing it or are you just reading about it i'm i'm reading it <laughs> i haven't implemented it yet you know i was going to buy that book and <laughs> paul said to me i know what it's going to tell you to do juliet i don't think you need to buy it. it's just going to tell you to get up at 5am I, <laughs> I thought yeah do i really need to read it but it's, it's a good story i've heard yeah, well, I'm just in the early stages of it. Cool. Um, so I started on the aeroplane here, actually. Um, and Tate was taking me to the airport. And we're running so late. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is so hilarious. You're starting this 5 a.m. club and you're running so late as usual to the yeah. airport. Yeah. And he's like, so it be interesting to see if you start doing it. So that's really funny because, like, I know that I've talked to you a bit about NLP stuff mm. and there's um, actually the way that we store time in our bodies some people are what's called in time so yeah. they're really in the moment and they often run late mm. whereas other people can be through time so they see through time and they're generally planners and organizers and they're always on time ah. so it sounds like you might be a bit more in time yeah and, it does and, and and I don't know like I'm not diagnosing anything here tell me the excuses <laughs> no but what I'm what I'm what's interesting is I wonder if the anxiety is like a way of trying to pull you out of that and get you into the in, into seeing things in the future as well. Mm. Because from my perspective, anxiety is a sign from your unconscious mind that you're not focusing on what you want and you're not creating a clear That's vision true. for the yes. future. And yeah. sometimes if we haven't created a clear image for our subconscious of what we want, it creates all of the fears and doubts and uncertainties and that makes us feel anxious. Mm. So, so if you feel anxiety, just going, am I focusing on what I want? And taking a moment to realize 
huh, no, probably not. Mm. That can really help. But yeah, it sounds like you might be a bit in time. Paul's in time. He's always running late for staff and going yeah. over time. And, and so it's hilarious. I always try it's and fit in as much as I can yes. to my time. <laughs> oh, so you're very effective and efficient with time. But I think in relationships too, we tend to attract the opposite yeah. to help us grow. And yes. Yeah. Tate is always on time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a good trait for a personal trainer, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, um, and so what else um, would you love to share with the listeners you know the women that listen to this and there's some men but majority of women who are kind of at turning points and Mm. they're at that point where they want to start a business or they want to follow their dream they want to find their purpose or maybe they've just started their business and they need more kind of courage Mm. what advice would you give to people that are on that real unworn path you know they're they're forging a new path that's maybe their family saying don't do it stay safe what advice would you have for them about doing what's true for them yeah, don't stay safe. <laughs> Step out of your comfort zone because that's the only way that you're going to achieve what you want. But make sure that you've done sort of all the back work, you know, yeah. um, write down exactly what you want. Um, listen to your heart and, and go with it because your passion um, and as well, like planning it, knowing that you're going to have sort of that, a little bit of income, obviously. You have to plan. You have to make sure that... Um, you've got that stability but um, yeah go with your heart um, because that is where you're going to be successful Mm. and so how much do you feel like having a supportive partner makes a difference in being able to do that oh it makes all the difference yeah especially because Tate is also on the healthy lifestyle bandwagon with me (laughs) that really helps yeah because if they're fighting it if they don't believe in you it's really hard to believe in yourself and just ignore the people around you Mm. Um, but you know, if that person's not serving you, then we probably shouldn't be around them. You couldn't see the first that she just <laughs> did. <laughs> I'm not saying, <laughs> but you know, that that's, I think, I think a lot of the times people know when they're not in the right relationship, mm. but they ignore it. And I think yeah. you and I can relate. We've done that in the past. Yes, and, absolutely. And that's hard because you're kind of, you're lying to yourself. Mm. Um, I think sometimes because we want it to work, don't we? Exactly. You so you perhaps you know at the very beginnings of whatever rela- relationship it is, you've seen that there are those happy moments, and you just want them back. Yeah. But you can't change someone, and you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And you and you know that in yourself. Mm. You know you know those happy times still exist, and you should be with someone that fully supports you, fully believes in you really loves you for who you are mm. and you shouldn't change either sometimes as well it's been interesting like I've, I've definitely had students that have done trainings and courses and they've had a partner who hasn't who has doubted them or hasn't been supportive mm. and when the student has actually cleared all of their inner doubts their partner has shown up differently it's almost yeah. like once you 100% believe in yourself then others can yeah as well so oh that's so true when you love and respect yourself you're only going to invite people around you that also love and respect yourself because when you're at that stage, you're not gonna, you're not gonna um, invite those people anywhere near you. Yeah, you can't handle any less, you know. And again, valuing people can only value you to the extent that you value yourself. And so when you raise the bar, Definitely. then those people sort of do do fall away a little bit as well. And so, um, 
I guess, yeah, that, that would be all the questions. It's been such a nice chat. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So overdue as well, I think. I think so too. Um, a little bit awkward because we probably just want to go into friendship mode, but that was very <laughs> professional of us. Yeah. Um, so now let's get across to our yoga class, but is there anything else you'd like to share about what's coming up or anything else that you want to offer to the people listening Mm. I, I want I want to let everyone know that my 2020 itinerary from the one day wellness retreats will be coming out very soon on my website and also on my Instagram. So I plan to do them in Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Queensland, and also Bali. Awesome. So there will be links in the show notes and in the podcast links. Ali, thank you so much for the chat. Oh, thanks Jules. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.